Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everyone is like, there's nothing going on. This was the first off-season thing going on. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it, but like... Everyone's just bored. I mean, I get it. Like these media outlets, they have to get their clicks. They have to get the revenue. But I mean, some of these articles are so absurd. Like the headlines are absurd. It's like, could the Phillies land Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Paul Goldschmidt, and Babe Ruth, and possibly (laughs) Mickey Mantle if they're willing to spend the money? gentlemen welcome to the 3-0 take the official podcast of dirt to diamonds baseball here's your host kyle corwin what up what up and welcome back to the 3-0 take the official podcast of dirt to diamonds baseball this is episode 26 i'll be your host kyle corwin and i'm here with my co-host nate reyes nate say hello to the people what's up people nate how was your thanksgiving man uh you know it was good it was good um, I, unfortunately, so my, my family didn't host, we went to a family friend's house and long story short, they're, they're Canadian. Okay. But they wanted to host. Well, Canadians have like Thanksgiving in like October. Right. Um, but they wanted to host. And so they set their dinner for six o'clock and for me, my Thanksgiving dinner has always been like three or four. Which, by the way, why is that a thing? Like, whoever whoever created that? Because you need to make sure that you nap afterwards and then have a second dinner. That's the rules. I mean, I guess, but... And this was tough for me because it was such a late dinner. I snacked all day, of course, and I only, I only had one plate of dinner. And I was like... what? It wasn't my traditional Thanksgiving, so I'm a little bummed, uh, but it was good. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Yeah, how, how about you? Uh, I was pretty good, but first off, I'd just like to start by saying that Manny Machado's a bum, but uh, yeah, my Thanksgiving was good. I uh, went home. We're thankful for that. Went home for went home for a few days, got to see the fam, uh, see the lady, uh, got to just kick back and do a whole bunch of nothing, except did have to do a little work while I was gone, which... Not really a fan of, but at least I got to be home doing it, which not all that upset about. Um, yeah. Got to bring the Christmas tree back down here to North Carolina, which was nice. Mom, nice. mom sent it back down here. Had my baseball decorations, because as you'd imagine, there's pretty much nothing on it except baseball stuff. Yeah. Uh, so went ahead and put that up last night. Got all my all my favorite players. How, how big is it? It's, uh, yeah, let me look here. It's uh, I would... if I remember correctly, the Corwin household had a Christmas tree in every room. That's correct. That and, was the rule. And when I when I tell people that, they're like, "Oh, you must have like a massive house." No, we have like a a standard single family home. But <laughs> my mom is like the opposite of Grinch. Like she, 
she starts listening to Christmas music uh, October 31st, November 1st, right in there. And then yep. she brings the trees down from the attic, all the decorations, and starts decorating on, well, I guess just a couple of days after that. So very early November. And she she packs a tree in every every room. And she, yep. even, she even gets a little little decoration tree for the bathroom. So <laughs> quite quite literally, when I say every room, it's pretty much every room. <laughs> but uh, anyway, got some got some decorations up on it last night. Got got Cal on there. Got Big Poppy, Nolan Ryan, all the all the ornaments that that have that we've uh, accumulated over the years. Um, nice bunch of Red Sox ornaments. Gonna have to add to that collection. Gonna have to. Not nice. Gonna have to make an order for the 2018 World Series champion ornament here sometime soon. Uh, yeah. uh, but I also brought back uh, a gem, something that I'd been missing from my life for a while. What do you got? NCAA Baseball 2006 for the Xbox. Ooh, wow. I've been having, to survive, cool. been having to survive on MVP 05, but I think the real, the real love of my life is NCAA Baseball 2006. And uh haven't started playing it yet, but I came up with an idea. And I think I think you're gonna like this. And I think the yeah. I think the listeners are gonna like this. I had this idea, because you can create a team on that game. Yeah. Which I've already done. I created created a Dirt to Diamonds baseball team. Uh they're the team is the dirt bags, and they're the dirt bags of Stay Filthy You. Perfect. And since you obviously won't be able to contribute to it uh, in terms of playing. I, I figured I'd, I'd pay homage to you by basing the team out of Phoenix, Arizona, showing you a little, ah, you. Showing you a little love. They're Perfect. At, Good have, weather out here. You actually have to uh, have to pick a team to replace in that game. Like if you create a team, you can't just add one. Yeah. And so I actually just picked Arizona State. Awesome. Um, Get rid of them. Yeah. So I went, went ahead and got rid of them. Uh, but here's, here's the kicker. I thought it would be cool to create a roster composed solely of our listeners and our followers. Whoa. And then obviously me and you. You and I get first yeah. choice of positions. Sweet. Um, but I figured slap, slap our followers' names on there, on the little creative player people. Uh, let them get their choice of position, choice of number. Yeah. Uh, so I figured I'd do the roster roster spots on a first come first serve basis. I like and that. I'd, I'd give a little give a little weekly update on how on how each player is doing. Yeah. Just how their stat line is. A little brief. Like yeah. So that way people want to tune in each week, see how their person's doing. Um. So if you're a fan of it, I'm a fan of it. Uh, I figured I could have our listeners if they if they want to be on this team, I'll give them the the first opportunity, I'm going to end up putting this on social media here soon, but I'll give the listeners a couple days to kind of beat the rush. If you want to be on this team, submit to me via Twitter or Instagram DM. Don't Snapchat me because those messages don't save. Um, send to me your name, your preferred jersey number, and the top two positions you want to play. So we're going to put together, put together a little DTD baseball team and just run the table en route to yeah. winning the college world series so that's just, that. just a little uh little content idea i came up with driving down the road the other day smart but uh 
figure you know I'd... what i will say is a good thing you're not single why is that well i'm just saying because like truth is there's there's kind of an unwritten rule that single guys really aren't allowed to talk about video games that much just kind of the rule so it's a good thing that you uh you're taken well the thing is is i don't really i mean i don't really talk about video games all that much i'm really not even that much of a video game guy like i stopped playing video games now i mean like religiously i stopped playing them when i was like some point during high school i can't exactly yeah. remember when but once i got to college started playing baseball there that's like a job didn't yeah. have any time for that stop pretty much stopped playing them there but since i've revived the original xbox it's just kind of what i do with my free time when i'm not working understood on, when i'm not working on podcast stuff or doing, yeah. doing work at duke that's that's what you it's more or less on. it was me more or less just telling you that single guys aren't allowed to talk about it it's it's really unfortunate i see you're really pushing this this single guy thing i'm i'm starting to get the sense that you want me to put a plug out there that you're you're available. Is it? Is that what we're getting at here? You want to want to put out a plug to the listeners I'm, that I'm just telling you I can't talk about video games. You're available for it's, the taking. It's tough, man. Guys can't talk about video games. It's unfortunate, it really is. I'm starting to think you've like established some deal with some video game that you're like trying to angle me towards an ad read or something. Like, really, <laughs> is there is there some some sponsorship deal that that's been going on behind the table that I didn't or underneath the table that I haven't be, haven't found out about? Be nice. It'd be nice. Someday. We'll get there. Well before we I'll get call up Sony. I'll see what Sony's doing. Get see if they're interested. Get hooked up with the show or something. Yeah. See if they're interested. Well, before we get there, we gotta get to some baseball history. So November twenty sixth, what do you got? November twenty sixth, nineteen sixty three, Mr. Pete Rose. Pete Rose, who still shares a room with his brother in their childhood home, located seven miles from Crosley Field, is named the NL Rookie of the Year. The 22-year-old second baseman collects 17 of the 20 votes cast by the Bum Baseball Writers Association of America. Rookie Hunt and Ray Culp also receive votes. Um, How awesome is that, dude? Like sharing a room with his little brother. That's pretty sweet. I'm sure and you're already in the big leagues. Sure, saving, right a down the of, saving a little bit of money that way, too. Yeah, smart. Uh, 1974, Catfish Hunter, who claims uh, his contract has been violated by the A's for failing to pay $50,000 into a long-term annuity fund, meets with an arbitrator and team owner Charlie Finley in New York. Peter Seitz is the American arbitrator, uh, is of the American Arbitrator Association, will eventually rule in favor of the right-hander, making the Oakland hurler the first big-name star in modern times to become a free agent. Pretty cool. 1974. A lot has changed since then, huh? I would say so. Uh, 2002. With the owner's approval of the collective bargaining agreement, interleague play during the regular season and revenue sharing among the owners along with payroll tax on players, becomes a reality. The landmark agreement voted down 18 to 12 just three weeks ago is ratified overwhelmingly by a vote of 26 to 4. So a lot of people flip votes on that. And again, 
it's really shaped the way uh, baseball is played today, the way uh, organizations are run. But that is uh, today's date, November 26th in baseball history. All right, I'm not going to lie to you. I I applaud you for kind of scraping the bottom of the dumpster for history because I know it gets especially dry around this time of the oh, year. Yeah, yeah. But I just want I just want the season to be here so we can actually. Dude, it's actually so. Some, if I feel so far away, can't make it. Like I just want some interesting baseball history to share to share with the people. Did you know? Did you know? I've uh, I didn't tell you this, man. I've made a an, a little agreement with myself that I am growing out the lettuce until opening day. Why are you doing that? Yeah, I'm we just put out the flow. we just put out the plug that you're available, and that you want our female listeners to, you know, yep. maybe maybe take advantage of that. Nope, long hair don't care, and I'm this going is... to be. This is going to be your selling point that you're yeah. down out the lettuce. I'm going to have the I'm going to have the Bryce Harper flip, flip it back. Won't have the same beard. Can't can't make that happen. But the flow will be there. A life a life of buzz cuts gets old, man. That is true. Break. I will I will I will say that I had a buzz pretty much from when I was like, geez, I don't know, like that's thir- what I'm saying, thirteen or fourteen, all the way for through most of college. I think through my junior year. Then senior year, I just I was like, you know what, I gotta gotta spice up a little bit. I'm just getting yeah. tired. It was easy. Maintenance was easy. But Yeah, it was nice. It's just there's nothing there to I don't know. There's nothing there no. to maintain. It's not the, not, not the fun. truth is men on both sides of my family are bald, so I'm on borrowed time. So I just gotta I gotta grow true. this bad boy out and uh and see what it looks like. So I've never done it. Well, I mean, at least when you go bald won't be that big of a like people just be like oh yeah I remember him when he had a buzz won't be that big that that much of a difference so yeah you're in thanks. good shape you're you, you made I mean, me feel good about it I mean I'm on the I'm on that route too we've got we've got uh what's what's, <laughs> what's the terminology male pattern baldness or whatever yeah that's we've got a little bit of that in my family so I'm headed that direction as well so too many hats over the years yeah that's that's probably part of it too um, many hats. Speaking of new hats. Well, I was going to say speaking of multiple hats, but new hats works too. Yeah. What do you got? I'll, I'll let you take this one. This is your club. You're giving me this? I'll, I'll let you run with it. Hey, much appreciated. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, James Paxton is now a New York Yankee. Big maple um, to the big apple. Big maple to the big apple. Um, a three prospect deal from the Yankees, including their top prospect, Justice Sheffield, uh, Eric Swanson and Dom Thompson Williams. Um, they, uh, basically shopped around Sheffield a little bit from what I've heard on rumors, but, um, it was a priority to make the, uh, the growth towards the pitching staff happen. And they decided that Justice Sheffield was the one. Um, for those who don't know, a little bit of background on uh, James Paxton, uh, Canadian native, obviously, um, former Kentucky Wildcat, spent six years with the Seattle Mariners, uh, and he has a career line of 41 and 26, uh, a 342 ERA, and 102 starts. 
Uh, last year, he threw a career-high 160 innings, which included a no-hitter on my birthday, May 8th. Um, hey, happy early <clears throat> birthday, Nate. Hey, thanks, man. We're getting there. It's close. It's only like six months. Um, like I mentioned before, Justice Sheffield is the one that kind of headlines this deal. Um, really, really good prospect. Um, really promising stuff coming out of this kid. Uh, he was the top prospect that was acquired in the Andrew Miller trade with Cleveland uh, a couple years back. Um, he looked pretty good this last year or so in both Double A and Triple A, with a little stint in the in the big leagues just for like a week or so. Yeah, he really uh, tore it up. He really tore it up, man. Two and two thirds, three yeah. runs, four hits, ERA of 10, tiny little stint. ERA of ten thirteen. But uh, with Double A and Triple A combined last year, uh, he had a two four eight ERA in twenty five starts or twenty five games, rather. Sorry, in uh, one hundred and sixteen innings. So um, strong power lefty, throwing ninety seven ninety eight. I think he's still got some some stuff to work out, and I think that was part of the the decision with this trade was that he wasn't quite ready to be a headliner or even a starting rotation guy quite yet. And the Yankees really needed that. It was the Achilles heel. And so they went and got the big maple. Yeah. I really wish you guys would have kept him. I mean, with that, with those uh, three appearances with the, the big boys <laughs> up in the Bronx, yeah, I was yeah. really, really hoping he could have stuck around for a little while. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah. what do you, what do you think of this deal? Um, personally, I feel that they probably could have gotten a little more, uh, a little bit of a bigger return with with Sheffield. I think the whole, you know, everybody's been buzzing about this kid. and I like James Paxton. I think he's going to fit in really well in the, the two or three role in the rotation either in front or behind Tanaka. Um, I hope that he kind of, you know, teaches some things uh, to Severino. Um, And so I think it's depth, it's strength. It is a very smart trade. I think the Yankees still end up winning this trade. Um, But I feel like it it was the right time to trade Sheffield. Um, I just feel like we could have gotten a bigger return. And I don't know if a, Noah Syndergaard thing could have happened. Um, I know there was rumors that they offered Sheffield up for uh, Paul Goldschmidt straight up. Um, and I don't think the Diamondbacks were interested. So, yeah, I, I like it. Um, I think it's smart. It'll end up helping a lot next year. Um, I think one thing is for sure, I think this probably ends any type of conversation of the Yankees re-signing Jay Happ, who I thought uh, was a good fit um, at the end of the rotation. But this, I mean, Paxton really fills in well at the at the two or three. So I'm excited. Yeah, I think Mookie Betts really liked having Jay Happ in, in, in your rotation. Yeah. Um, but uh, all joking aside, would you say that given – Kind of like you already mentioned that he's one of their top prospects, um, 
one of the biggest names that they could probably have shopped around this offseason. Do you think that they have lost out on an opportunity to make another big deal in terms of in terms of trading or would you say that at this point they're pretty much going to have to just turn to free agency since they don't have kind of the names uh to kind of put out there on the table now they're just going to d- d- dip into their money a little bit yeah i think so i think the rest of the, the rest of the moves are going to be free agent things um you could see Honestly, uh, I could see something happen with Robinson Cano. Um, I think I think this kind of starts the um, downhill slope with the Mariners, probably heading towards a rebuild. Um, I think they're probably going to have to eat a lot of Cano's contract to get rid of him. Um, but I think that is one trade that I could see happening because the Mariners are going to ask for a ton back. Um, and of course, you know, Robbie Cano fits well with the Yankees. So, um, but you could see something like that, but for the most part, that's all kind of speculation. I would just say the rest is going to be free agent stuff. Yeah. I can't really deal with any speculation anymore. Uh, I know I texted you the other day. If I receive another, could so-and-so land with, such and such a club like yeah. if, I get, if i get another one of those notifications i'm gonna throw my phone through the wall yeah, it's um, driving me nuts but, but that's the time it's just because of the time of year it's just where we're at it's everyone is like there's nothing going on this was the first off-season thing going on and like yeah no i mean i get it but like everyone's just bored I mean, I get it. Like these media outlets, they have to get their clicks. They have to get the revenue. But I mean, some of these to me, maybe it's just because I'm not actually reading the articles. I'm just reading their headlines. But I mean, some of these articles are so absurd. Like the headlines are absurd. It's like, could the Phillies land Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Paul Goldschmidt and Babe Ruth and possibly (laughs) Mickey Mantle if they're willing to spend the money? Like, (laughs) <laughs> it's like these teams aren't going to be landing like multiple superstars of that caliber. So like, stop creating the head. Like I get it. You got to get clicks, but like, let's be a little more reasonable about it. It's the golden state warriors effect. I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's on a whole nother level though. I mean, it's affected every other sport. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know some of these teams have money to spend, but I don't think they have that much money. Yeah, pretty um, gross. But yeah, kind of on the note of speculation, I have kind of the aftermath of this whole Paxton deal. I did hear that the Yankees, this is obviously a rumor, but that the Yankees are possibly looking to get Corbin as originally planned and mm-hmm. possibly another starting pitcher to tack onto that. So I'd be curious to see what caliber that that mystery pitcher would be, kind of who they're who they have their eyes on right now. Yeah, I think the plan, um, you know, I've heard some rumors and I obviously follow a lot of, you know, Yankees stuff. Um, I've, I've heard the plan was if, uh, if you go with Paxton and you end up signing Corbin, um, they're talking about two other guys, this, uh, Loisaga kid and, uh, Domingo Herman, who we saw for a good chunk last year, fighting it out in spring training for the fifth spot. Um, but if they do sign Corbin, CC is going to fill in in that fifth spot. He's not a bullpen guy. He's 
you know, he's at the end of his career. He's a very routine oriented type pitcher. He's not going to come out of the bullpen. Um, so I think that just kind of bolsters that bullpen a little bit more with the middle to long relief guys. Everyone knows that the Yankees are strong with their one inning guys, but they do need a couple guys in the bullpen that can fill in the long relief or middle relief guys. Um, so, you know, I think the, the kids that are just on the potential of being starting rotation guys, it's not going to be their year. Um, I think the Yankees are going all in with bigger names, a very strong starting rotation with little question marks and letting the question marks come out of the bullpen and kind of figure it out after that. I mean, the whole organization is a question mark in my eyes. Oh, my but, God. Uh, speaking of question marks, how do we feel about these uh, Hall of Famers who are on the ballot for the first time, potential Hall of Famers who are on the, fir- on the ballot for the first time in 2019? I know you mentioned the list the other day of guys you wanted to kind of focus on, but um, just, just some of the notable guys that are on for the first time, uh, Todd Helton, Lance Berkman, Derek Lowe, Roy, Roy Oswalt, Roy Halliday, Andy Pettit, Mariano Rivera, Michael Young, and Miguel Tejada. There's obviously more that are on the list, but those are just a, a handful of the notable ones. So kind of what's your, I mean, obviously we don't have time to run through the numbers for every single guy, but kind of what are what are some of the things that stand out to you about this particular ballot? Um, kind of who do you think stands a good chance of getting in either first go around or shortly after that. Sure. I think we're, we're officially getting into us feeling old because these are all guys that we grew up watching and using in video games and, you know, acting like we had their stance in wiffle ball. So yeah, I mean, um, I just, good. I just used Derek. Lo- he was my, he was my starter tonight in MVP 05. Yeah. And it's just it's so. a weird, weird, weird thing to think about. Makes us feel great. Um, Mariano Rivera's a lock. Uh, everyone uh, knows that. I don't know. He might be a. <laughs> he might be in a situation like an Edgar Martinez. He might be like a down to the wire so? ninth or tenth trip around the block kind of guy. Yeah, Mo is going to. Uh... I mean, because let's be honest, that 0-4 postseason really, really put a. Just a Did massive it. dent into his overall resume. Right. You're right. You want me to read his resume? Because I got it right here. I mean, just start with the 04 postseason right out of the gate. And no. I'm already I'll not let you be impressed. I'll let you know about his career. 19 years, 13-time All-Star, 5-time World Champ, a World Series MVP. Uh, for you war lovers, he had a 56.2 career war. A career 2 Point two one ERA, eleven hundred and seventy three strikeouts, and a record holding six hundred and fifty two saves. He broke about a million bats. Uh, his postseason numbers are ridiculous with one hundred and forty one innings, only eleven earned runs, and only two home runs allowed, and forty two saves. Fittingly, in the postseason, he's a lock. Him and uh, he he's going to be pretty close to the Griffey percentage of votes. 
I mean, he could um, he could have had like forty three or forty four saves in the postseason, but yeah, whatever. You're one thing to say. Things happen, you know. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the other guys I think are going to be a little tough. Um, I think Todd Helton will eventually get in. I don't know if it's going to be the first year. Um, his numbers to me are impressive, but I know the whole course field and his whole career playing in Colorado is going to hurt him. Um, but he had a fantastic year. Um, Roy Halladay, there's still a lot of emotion around his death, obviously. Um, and I think he had, uh, I think he had a really, really good career. I don't know if it was great. I think he was incredible for about three or four years. Um, but overall, I mean, he's only got 100, 203 wins, only 2,100 strikes out, strikeouts. And I'm saying only while I'm you know, sitting on a couch after eating nachos. So I, I'm just writing this stuff uh, <laughs> with baseball fan opinion. Um, yeah, I think it's just not quite enough right away maybe later but i don't know man we're talking we're talking holiday yeah yeah i don't know i without even kind of diving into the numbers i was just curious kind of how that would work like when's the last time we've had a situation like that where it would be like a a posthumous award like how i'm trying to think of like I can't remember the last time. I mean, I'm sure it's happened recently and I just completely overlooked it. But like, is that just something where kind of, if he were to get in, like the family would just accept on his behalf? Like, how does that, how does it all work? I'm not sure. Because it's, a, it's a thing too, where it's like, how do you determine like what he would go in as? Because I'm pretty sure, don't they usually leave it up to the player in terms of what team they go in as? Right. Um, in my mind, it would be it would be as a as a Blue Jay, right? Well, I mean, he spent. I mean, I don't know the exact number. I'll look it up. But he spent a a number of years with the Phillies, didn't he? Or am I way off on that? Uh, I think it was a good chunk, but I think most of it was Toronto. I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, no, yeah, you're. I'm I'm way off. He came he came up in '98, at the age of 21. Holy cow! Did not remember. Yeah, man. So yeah, he actually yeah he was with Toronto for a lot longer than I thought. He was there for yeah. from ninety eight to two thousand nine. Yeah, so he'd been there yeah. a while. Colorado kid, um, big uh, big following back in Colorado. Went to Arvada West High School. Um, good, really, really like I said, really, really good resume. It's just, I think he was dominant for a couple years, but. I, I don't know, man. It's it's hard to say. Like when you look at numbers wise, like back in the day, it used to be three hundred wins was kind of like the the standard, uh, or I guess I, I should say the automatic ticket into the Hall of Fame for pitchers. Um, three thousand strikeouts or near three thousand strikeouts. He's only at twenty one hundred, only two hundred and three wins. It's really hard to say, um, and that's why I'm wondering if. I don't know what type of emotion around his death affects it. So we'll see. Um, I don't know. But we got a couple other guys that um, were a little 
a little bit busted on the Mitchell report back in the day. Um, Andy Pettit was one of them. I think Miguel Tejada was another one, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, two guys that if you that are, are pretty good resumes again, but if you let that in, you're going to open the floodgates. So I don't see them go, getting in. Um, Lance Berkman, I do not see getting in. Um, 15 years, he had 1,900 hits. 366 home runs, which isn't bad. Um, and he did. He was one of the few clean power hitters uh, from that era. But, again, I, I just don't know if it's quite enough. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting list. The Kind of my my initial reaction when I when I saw the, the names on this particular ballot was just that, like, in my head, kind of like you mentioned, these are the guys we watched growing up. And in my head, I'm like, man, I was a kid when I was watching these guys. To me, these were all, like, superstars. Like, I was like, man, these guys are larger than life. Because, it, it, like you said, when they were playing when we were kids, I mean, we didn't know any better. Like, we didn't know all the, all the statistics that go into yeah. the, kind of the Hall of Fame criteria and stuff like that. So, to me, like, all these guys are just, I mean, studs, basically. But yeah. then, like, obviously time passes. You get older. You're able to look back. Um with a more educated uh, perspective on it and kind of really dive into the numbers they were able to produce over the years. And I mean, you're right. Like to me, it's not necessarily a, I mean, I would go out on a limb and say it's not even, it's not really a star studded ballot. It's, it's just one of these to me kind of knowing how these guys eventually panned out by the time their careers ended. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like they put together like solid careers, uh, definitely careers worth celebrating, but it's one of those things like we've talked about on here all the time, opening the floodgates. Like you, you open it up to a certain tier of player, and then yeah. once you do that, then it, I mean, you just start letting everybody in. And to me, there's really only a couple guys on this on this 2019 ballot um, that will be kind of worth talking about like moving forward in these next, next few months. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, it'll probably be a thing where these guys will maybe get in one by one as the years pass. But I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things where, I mean, like I say on here all the time, time will tell, but gut reaction. I'm not overly impressed, I guess is where I'll leave it. I would say, I mean, Mo and Todd Helton are the only ones that I can see. Mo is obvious, but Todd Helton, I think, is the top one of the rest of them that, in my mind, deserves to get in. I mean, a, a good career. And, I mean, people, he went under the radar for a long time. Right. And then, yeah, I mean, the thing with Helton is, like, obviously I have the course Field kind of dilemma. Yeah. That's serving as what I would call a roadblock. Um, but yeah, like when I was saying that the ballot doesn't impress me all that much, obviously only referring to these guys that we've talked about, like the guys that are on there for the first time. There's obviously guys on there uh, like Edgar Martinez, who in my opinion should have been in years ago. Um, but him and, and Fred McGriff are something that I kind of wanted to transition to two guys that are in their final year on the ballot. Um, so kind of just looking at, Quick overview of those two. Edgar Martinez, for those who aren't familiar with his numbers, finished with a 312 career average, 
2,200 hits, or 2,247 if you want to get specific, 309 home runs, uh, 1,261 RBIs, an uh, on-base percentage of 418, OPS of 933, and last year he uh, notched 70.4% of the votes needed to get in. Uh, but a little little note or a little nugget rather that I, I saw kind of in in pulling my my research together that I wasn't aware of. Um, but since the Hall of Fame voting began in 1936, there have been 29 players who fell between the 70 and 74.9 percent threshold, which as like I said, he fell in with the 70.4 percent. Uh, but all of all 29 of those guys eventually wound up in Cooperstown. Um, and then of that group, of the 29 guys, 24 were elected the next year. So obviously with this being his final year, that kind of has to be the case because there's nothing past this that he can kind of fall back on. But definitely an interesting note. And I think with with kind of the, I don't want to call it outrage, but I think there's a certain degree of public opinion that will almost push him over the edge a little bit in this, yeah. this upcoming uh, voting cycle. And I think, or I would hope rather that he gets in uh, because I mean, just one of the best hitters the game's ever seen. I mean, and he got, I mean, to me that first number right off the bat should, in my opinion, should be where the conversation ends. If, you, if you're a three twelve career hitter, like you're doing something right. And I know where yeah. I know the game is evolving uh, to a, a point where we're not putting as much stock in average, because as we know, I mean, you, you could go out there over the course of a week and put 21 balls in play and they're all to the left fielder, but they could just be rockets and you, you have nothing to show for that. So, I mean, I get the yeah. whole conversation about batting average, so on and so forth, but I mean, it's no mystery that he was obviously a phenomenal hitter. So I think that, 312 number holds up pretty well in the conversation yeah. of, of him See, getting in. For me, I, I actually might have to disagree with you. I don't know if I vote him in if I'm a writer. And what's your argument against him? Not quite enough. You don't the think? The truth is, uh, I mean, 18 years, only 2,200 hits. Yeah. And I'm saying, again, like – for those listeners, like yes, I'm saying only. Right? When we when we're talking Hall of Fame, we have to we have to use that word. Only 2,200 hits. Um, what was the home run number? Only 309. Only 1261 in RBIs. You know what I mean? It's it's and that's all as a DH. So we're not really talking too much about any type of defensive. Yeah, advantage here and, or help. I, I have never once agreed with the whole uh, obviously I'm a very pro DH guy I've made that very yeah. clear over the over the course of this show um but to me you I don't see how it's fair and I, I know I've, I've tweeted this out in in like so many words but basically the gist of what I the point that I've, I'm trying to make here is the game you can't introduce an aspect of the game, and by that aspect I mean designated hitter, you right. can't you can't make that a part of the game 
Yeah. And then, and then, and, 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 and then, then invite, use it as an yeah, yeah. And then so. invite players yeah. to take that, that role and yeah. fill it and, and ask them to be successful in it and then punish yep. them when they're trying to make a push for the hall of fame. That does, that makes totally zero, agree. Makes zero sense to me. And I don't think it's fair at all to punish him for not playing in the field. He was asked totally to be, a, he was asked to be a hitter. The team brought him on as a hitter. And he did a phenomenal job on that. And I don't think you can punish him for the fact that he wasn't in the field. Totally fair. I'm not using that as an argument. What I'm saying is that he didn't have good enough offensive numbers for being a DH. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, look, 309 home runs is nothing to, to just brush off the shoulder, right? It's just, it's the 2,200 hits that bother me of 18 years. That bothers me. That's hard for me to get behind. Um, I mean, just looking at, I, and I know it, I feel like I'm all over Helton, but like I just have him on my notes right here. You, I'll go through the lines, and I want you to compare as you're hearing. You look at Edgar, and I'll read out Todd Helton's. Okay. Five-time All-Star, three Gold Gloves, four Silver Sluggers, twenty-five, nineteen hits. 316 batting average, 414 on base percentage, 592 doubles, 369 home runs, 1,406 RBIs, 1,401 runs, 1,335 walks. He takes pretty much every category. And I know we're going to get the whole Colorado altitude crap, but... No, I mean, I wouldn't say that that's crap. I think that's a legitimate thing you have to take into account because, like, any, in my opinion, any numbers that he edges Edgar out on, I credit, I'm going to credit that to, to playing in Colorado. Not to take anything away from Todd Helton, obviously a great player, but anything where he's kind of, he's kind of like right there with Edgar on, I'm, I'm going to say Edgar, had he played in Colorado, would, would have the better numbers. In in whatever, I mean, whatever he, category that is, he played one less year and he's got three hundred more hits. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sixty more home runs, almost a hundred more doubles. I mean, it's to me, it's just um, Edgar just didn't do enough for me. I think he was an incredible hitter, and I think he was really like a force to be reckoned with in the lineup for the Mariners. Um, I think it's awesome that he played until 41. I think that's a big deal. I, to me, it's just it's not quite enough. It's not enough. Yeah, as, I will. I will as far say as power hitting numbers go. If we're going to talk as a power hitter, and if we categorize him as that, it's not enough. Yeah, and two things on that. One, that was that is the one thing that I was I've always been surprised about. Like whenever because. Obviously, we're not talking about Edgar Martinez all the time. Since he hasn't been playing for a while, you just don't think about it that much. But every time yeah. I kind of brush up on the numbers, I'm always surprised by that 309 number. Like, I don't know what it is. I just always think that he has more than that. Right. And you obviously, 309, I'm, ta- sure. I'm talking home runs. But uh, I think another point that I kind of have to counter myself on, or counter myself with, rather, is... Like if I'm gonna go to if I'm gonna go to to war for him in, in terms of being a DH, I think I also have to be able to take the the criticism of 
the fact that he just was like in my in my opinion and I, I would say a lot of other people's opinions that dh should be a power hitter because yeah that's literally what you're there to do like and right we can think of like guys like dave ortiz like you're not there to like slap the ball around the field like you're there to put it into the bleachers onto the street and to and only, this to is only from do that this era time. yeah exactly this era we're talking about wasn't dh wasn't to give a guy a day off like it is now right. dh was a dh every day you're writing him in and that's his spot and he's in the three four five hole nowadays it's dh is giving a guy a day off kind of thing yeah or, or, it's, or it's a thing where it's like you have a kind of like jd martinez was for the Sox this year like you ha- you just have like an excess of a, a, a particular part of the field whether it's like infield or outfield right 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 exactly. and like you just need to fill in yeah. fill in a, a spot with kind of a, a fourth outfielder or like a, an extra yeah. a, extra corner infielder or whatever but yeah definitely yeah, 100%. Agree. Definitely I think I that. think the first DH that gets in the hall for me is David Ortiz. Yeah, that's and and if you were to compare his numbers to Eggers, it's not even really close at all. So, um, but I think kind of on that note, I think it I think it would be huge for David if Edgar were to get in to just kind of like break that barrier of like all right, sure. we're able to respect DHs for what they are, what they bring to the table. And like I said, what they bring to the table in the role that they're asked to fill, like you yeah. can't, you can't, like I said, you can't punish this guy for the fact that he didn't play in the field. Like that's part of the game that you, and when I say you, like I mean, just like the baseball world in general, like that's, sure. that's the game that you created. And he played in a league in which the designated hitter was a thing. And he yep. can't, to me, that. Regardless if people think he gets in or not based on those numbers, that's one thing. But you cannot, whatever you do, you cannot take into consideration the fact that he didn't play the field because that's not that wasn't his role. Yeah. So anyway, enough on Edgar. Um, Fred McGriff, the, another guy, or rather the only other guy on the ballot that's on there for the last year. Um, not not as exciting of a case. Had a career average of 284, had uh, 2,490 hits, 493 home runs. Uh, and actually, let me backtrack. When I say not as exciting of a case, to me, it's I, I base that opinion solely on the percentages that he's received. Um, but continuing the stats, uh, like I said, 493 home runs. He had roughly 1,500 RBIs, an on-base percentage of 377, OPS of 886. Uh, but going back to that percentage thing that I was just talking about, he only received 23.2% of the votes in 2018. And I don't know, like, I don't know the, the history of percentages in terms of like what the biggest jumps have been, but yeah, I don't see, <laughs> I don't see him picking up 50% in over the course of one year. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to say. And this is one that I would probably argue for. You know, really close to that 2,500 hits mark, only 10 away. 493 home runs is ridiculous. Yeah, to me, like, if you didn't know anything about baseball, but you knew that Edgar Martinez was, like, a a DH and a power hitter, if you looked at those two stat lines, those career stat lines, you'd probably think that Fred was Edgar's. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, the, the 284 isn't spectacular, but... With the 493 home runs and 1,500 RBIs, I 
I am really surprised this percentage was that low last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's really unfortunate. Um, but you know, it is what it is. It's it's the hall is for elite guys. It's not just it's not just popular guys. It's not just guys that everyone is that. It's not the household name. It's not. You know what I mean? It's it's the elite, and so I have respect for it. It's just uh, it's stingy, man. So just the way it is. It'll be a fun. Fun uh, ballot to watch kind of unfold over the next few months. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how, not that we necessarily made any predictions, um, but it'll be interesting to see kind of if our if our takes on some of these guys kind of pan out the way we thought. But uh, kind of moving on to one of our final topics, a guy that's been in the news uh, a good amount recently and Probably not for the reasons you all are thinking of at the very moment, but uh, Kyler Murray, the two-sport star at Oklahoma, um, quarterback for the Sooners, stirring up a little Heisman buzz, has been for for majority of the season. Um, but for those who have no clue about his his role in football and are strictly the baseball minded you probably know the name from this uh this last year this most recent draft 2018 draft he was Oakland A's top pick uh he was ninth he went ninth overall um and from what i'm hearing he's set to play or he's set to kind of jump into baseball after uh they he he finishes up with the Sooners this fall yeah, it was like an agreement in the contract kind of thing, allowing him to, to play one year right. um, of OU football. But obviously been in the news, like I said, he just helped Oklahoma punch their ticket to the Big 12 Championship versus Texas, um, which, by the way, I don't know if, if you follow college football that much. Oh, yeah. Pretty uh, pretty impressive game. It was against um, West Virginia, if I, if I recall correct. The, Ugh, yeah. They got him over the hump. Um, yep. But yeah, just to like, I'm sure if, if you're familiar with him, you've heard just about all the good things you could hear about him. Just super athletic. Kind of going back to his high school days, he was the first ever high schooler to be named an Under Armour All American in both baseball and football. Um, he was a perfect game second team All American in high school, Gatorade National Player of the Year in football <laughs> for Oklahoma. He, he uh this most recent season in the spring batted 296 uh had 56 hits, 13 doubles, 3 triples, 10 home runs, 47 RBIs, slugging percentage of 556, 10 stolen bases and had a fielding percentage of 991. Um so just a well-rounded dude it sounds like. I don't I didn't, Extremely I, didn't athletic, look, yeah. I haven't looked into him all that much. Like obviously he he called or he created some noise with the with the draft, uh, which to honestly to me was the first time I had I had heard of the name. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of how this how his football career ends up because uh, I mean really one of the main reasons I wanted to talk about him on this show is because is as certain as it sounds that he's going to play baseball there it i 
I saw reports like very recently that say it's not a guarantee um, that he'll be going to play here's baseball. The, here's the tough thing. Um, yes, he's had a great a uh, great year uh, football wise. Um, in his twelve games, over thirty six hundred yards passing, thirty seven yard touchdown or thirty seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. And uh, rushing, he's got 853 yards with another 10 touchdowns. Extremely athletic. Here's my thing. Uh, He's listed at 5'10", 195. I can easily assume that he's probably more like 5'8", 180. 5'8", is not – I really don't see him playing QB in the NFL. No, He's definitely athletic. He's athletic enough to to slide into another position. Um, I don't know if he's uh, he may be a change of pace back in the in the backfield, kind of a pass catcher, uh, similar like if any of the football fans know, but similar like a James White or a Chris Thompson, um, guys in the backfield that can just do stuff athletically. Um, QB wise, I don't see it happening. Um, everyone. Talks about how small Russell Wilson and Drew Brees are. Those guys are six feet, so maybe five eleven. So the, he's he's got a, a little bit on them. Um, yeah, I we'll see, man. I honestly, I with the baseball stats, it, nothing really jumped off the page for me. All right, for, I'm, for I'm glad you said that. Pick. I'm glad like, you said that because I was I was looking at his stats and I'm like. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And if you go back and look, his, I think 2017, I don't know if he got hurt. So I might be, I might be speaking out of, of term here. Um, but his, his 2017 season was just brutal. Played in, yeah. played in 27 games compared to the 51 he played in this past spring. Had an average of 122. Uh, had 49 at bats. Uh, let's see what else. No doubles, no triples, no home runs. Six RBIs. Um, it doesn't say anything in here about him fighting an injury. So again, I don't. I'm not certain. I'm not. I don't want to speak out of term. But yeah. if he was healthy that year and only appeared in 27 games and only started in 16. Yeah. Like I get he had a great well, I, I don't want to say great. I don't want to be throwing that around. But he had a very solid 2018. Like how in the world does he Are you go a top 10 pick? How in the world does he go top 10? Yeah, with a 5 million dollar signing bonus. To a team that that's the thing against me. To a team that's like making a lot of noise with like very limited resources. And when I say that, yeah. I mean the A's. Like it just I don't know. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. Strange fit for me when I was looking at his spring stats from this year. I mean, I was I'm not I didn't even look at 2017. I kind of wrote that off. This year it's to me it's it doesn't even say top 10 pick. But I'm a big fan of this kid watching him on Saturdays right now. But baseball-wise, I I don't know. I was expecting something of like forty stolen bases or something like that. He had ten. Yeah, I and, get that and this, he's pretty small and he had ten boom booms, but like 
I don't know, man. I don't see top 10 pick on those stats. Well, this might be a thing that we've just been, maybe you and I have just been out of the game too long and maybe they've just kind of learned to evaluate players differently. But maybe, I mean, if you're going, I mean, yeah, if you're going off, off athleticism, it's there. Like there's no yeah. question about that, but like there has to be somebody in that front office that's looking at, at this stat line and being like, I mean, sure, he's athletic, but like we yeah. got to take uh-huh. some stock into his into, into the results a little bit. And I'm just like you said, I'm just not seeing it. And I was hoping maybe, that he would uh, say the same thing because I yeah. I thought I thought I was crazy because I'm like uh, maybe he is really good and I'm just like crazy, but the numbers just don't pop to me. Yeah, maybe Jonah Hill is in the front office looking at a computer. It must be Brad, Brad Pitt's yeah. making moves over there, man. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, yeah, making, making maybe some it's uh, the way I see it is uh, I don't know maybe they knew that he was going to have a big year football wise and maybe this is to just put butts in the seats. That is a great point. <laughs> With you being out there on on the West Coast, I mean I wouldn't put it past you. Like I know you're a Yankees guy, but I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to go maybe catch this guy in his major league debut. Maybe and. I mean, in order to do that, you're going to have to get a ticket. And How does one do that? Well, Nate, the thing is, is getting tickets can often be expensive and confusing. But I've got the answer for you. Hmm. It's a long pause. It's a lot of buildup now. It's SeatGeek. (laughs) <laughs> it's the answer to all your ticket needs are you looking for tickets do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out with SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games concerts shows and even theater performances yes theater performances with just a few easy clicks we're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. the next time you add some tickets to your cart Use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that cold, hard cash. And our promo code DTD at checkout. I just want to go out out there and say, I probably ran through this ad like 20 times while I was home. Because family is talking about making a trip around Christmas time up to New York. Spend a few days up there. Uh, yeah. maybe catch a show or two, maybe even like a hockey game if they're in town. I don't, we don't know yet. We're going to figure it out. But I mean, it just popped into my head. I'm like, you know what? I can use promo code DTD to save $20 instantly off my first purchase as a first time user. And then in my head, I'm thinking that's all I have to do to save some of my cold, hard cash and our promo code DTD at checkout. And like I said, Jeez. the light, the light bulb just went off and I, I ran it by my parents and I'm like, you know what? If we all want to use separate credit cards, we can save up to like, I mean, we can save like 60, 80 bucks on these tickets if Crazy. we wanted to. It Crazy is, good it, it's wild. And so I ran through that ad read a few times in my head just to remind myself how great of a deal it is. I mean, <laughs> $20. I mean, I, I would like to save $20. I mean, some people might feel differently. You might feel differently, but I like saving $20. And so if I wanted to do that 
with one of these shows that we might go to. You know, we were actually talking about, I think, I think the Lion King is going to be uh, taking place while we're up there. And I'm a nice. huge, huge Lion King guy. It was pretty much yeah, the only movie time. when I watched when I was an infant, toddler, whatever you want to call it. And so that would be, that would be a pretty awesome thing. I get to see the Lion King in New York City having saved money on my ticket with SeatGeek <laughs> using promo code DTD to save $20 instantly off my first purchase as a first-time user. That would be that'd be a pretty monumental thing for my life. Jesus. You're just going to have to create like new email addresses. Yeah, and maybe buy a couple more credit cards or something, but not, <laughs> not buy credit cards, but apply for some and get my family involved, but Anyway, I think we got some DMs. Yeah, we do. We sure do. Uh, let's see here. First one from Eric. And we're going to bust through these because we're, we're at the hour mark just about. Pushing so we're gonna, it. We're going to bust through these. Eric asks, which prospects do you believe will break out this year? Hmm. Um... I'd say a guy that I'm going to keep my eye on this year. And as you would imagine, it's a Red Sox guy. It was their first first pick of this latest amateur draft. Uh, Tristan Cassis, who is just electric. He's obviously a stud. First-round guy, as I mentioned. Um, problem is, is that he's a corner guy. And there's a bit of a log jam on on both sides of the diamond with the Sox at the moment. Um, you've got Devers and Nunez at third, and then at first you've got Pierce and Moreland. Um, so not to say that he'd be playing either one of those positions on opening day, because that's obviously out of the question. But in terms of kind of developing him for the future, I don't know if it necessarily makes sense um if you're if you're trying to get him to the the big leagues quickly um i don't i don't see how that's going to happen unless you ship those other guys out which is a is a very strong possibility um but i don't know we could see him being used as a trade chip that's that's something that only time will be able to tell um, but yeah, he's, he's a guy that I'm, like I said, I'm going to keep my eye on. I'm excited to see regardless wherever he goes. He just seems like a, a, a down to earth dude. I've listened to a couple of his interviews. Um, seems like a, he'll be an exciting guy to, to follow. Uh, well, you mentioned him in Arizona. We got the Arizona fall league. If you haven't heard Vladimir Guerrero jr. Is a freak. All right. Well, I was I would and have picked Vladimir. People. I would have picked him, but I figured that that was that kind of just went without saying because he's literally like better than every player in Major League Baseball today. So no, you just named some Bob Costas kid or whatever his name is. Um, next no, one. it's uh, Tristan <laughs> Tristan Cassis. I don't think it was Bob Costas. It's close. Uh, Dalton asks us hypothetical trade and. Andujar for Max Scherzer. Thoughts? I don't know, Nate. What do you think? No. I'm good. 
Okay, well, obviously, it's not going to be a straight-up trip. I don't think that that... I mean, maybe he did mean that, but I don't think he meant, like, straight-up <laughs> Andrew Harver Scherzer. Like, I don't think anybody in their right minds would make that trade. But assuming you could maybe throw in a couple pieces to kind of balance it out on both ends, would that be something you'd be interested in? Because, and the reason I ask, I know how badly you want to get Machado on your infield. So Shut up. how does that, like... Stop putting that out. How there. does that how does that work? Like, would it make sense to get rid of Andujar to maybe free up some space in the infield, and so then you go out and get Machado and then bring Scherzer in, and you've just got a squad. No, I don't want it. Now, uh, all all kidding aside, uh, I believe Scherzer's thirty three or thirty four, and we just had the the what should have been the rookie of the year with a really good uh, offensive year. I I understand that Scherzer's really good and uh, he's an obvious ace, but um, now I, I don't know if I would like that. Sorry, Dalton. I don't know. Uh, next inter- one. Interesting proposal, I will say. Interesting proposal. I like the creativity. Uh, Max asks... Uh, how deep of a rebuild do you think the Mariners are going to go into given the trading of Paxton in their terrible farm? All right. So here's the thing. I'm a, I, I, I like the Mariners. I think they've got some potential. I thought they had potential this year. I mean, let's not forget, they were leading the division at the start of June this year, uh, which I think a lot of people forget because the Astros just obviously – ended up running away with it. But the last time Seattle led the division that far into the season was late August in 2003. So, I mean, they kind of were able to turn it around at least for a little while this season. So, to me, they showed glimpses of, like I said, potential, promise. Um, But the problem is, is like Max said, their farm system is terrible. They're ranked dead last across a number of ranking lists across kind of like the the baseball media world. Um, And according to Major League Baseball's pipeline list of top 100 prospects, the Mariners only have one. And it was the guy that they just acquired in Sheffield. Yeah. And he's ranked 31st. So not a lot, if anything, to work with moving forward out of your farm system. Um, So I know you alluded to it kind of making moves maybe with, with Cano um, trying to start that or rather continue the rebuild process that they've put into motion. Um, But in terms of how deep, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you need to go that deep if you were able to like a start of June, like I said, you were leading the division at the start of June, I mean, you're not the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, do you need yeah. to go that deep? Uh, I say yes. I say yes because you're going to have the Astros and the A's above you, arguably the Angels. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think you got to commit to it, unfortunately, or you're going to find yourself in the middle of the road with players that you probably could have gotten things for uh and and then they're going to be too old and you know out of the conversation 
Yeah, like I guess it, that's a good point. Like, if you're going to make moves, you might as well do it now. But Yeah. I don't know. Um, you made your run. You're not going to re-sign Nelson Cruz. Robinsino's eating up most of your of your salary. Um, you know, D. Gordon, to me, is the only bright spot. Uh, the other Seeger brother is always been pretty good. Hanniger and right, I think right field is what he normally plays um, is a good option. But yeah, I mean, I think you could. You really, there's got to be a time. There's got to be a term, you know, of where you rebuild and work on your farm system a little bit. And uh, if you're the, at the bottom of the of the pack, you either need to fire guys in your scouting department or trade the pieces that you can trade or both sound points made all around Nate. Well done. Uh, well, I think that wraps up our DMS and consequently wraps up this show. So anything you'd like to close with any closing thoughts, legitimate thoughts aside from your current hunger status. Um, no, I'm not hungry because I ate nachos before we came on. So I think I'm doing well. Anything you're looking forward to? Anything you want to want to share with the people? Anything? Mm, I've started a new show. Oh yeah, what's that? Sorry, for a second there, I thought you meant like a new podcast, and I was slightly offended. <laughs> it's like I've started my own podcast. It's like, and oh, this will be right. my last episode. All right. <laughs> no that uh the the haunting on hill house or whatever oh yeah, yeah, yeah i i've heard about it yep it's it's good might have to it's tune messed up that. messed up and creepy but it is good might have to tune into that well yeah actually i don't have as much time as you because i'm busy just churning out graphics for the podcast just every single day you're just yeah. over there eating your nachos and that's right. I'm just a fan a favorite with a nice voice. That's it. That, that is true. You you carry this show in that regard. I'll give, <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, well, not much on the on the closing thoughts from me, um, except go socks. And speaking of socks, did you see? I know you saw this, but I know you're going to lie and say you didn't. Did you see? And I'm pulling it up right now. The graphic that I posted. Um, it was actually a graphic from like MLB stats on Twitter or something. Um, but it was basically which uh, outfield would you rather have in 2019? And it was between the Sox and Yankees. Did yes. you see the feedback? It was overwhelming. What are, I mean, what do you have to say to that? Like, how do you come back from this? Um, my argument is that Stan doesn't play outfield. Stanton does play outfield, so that argument's invalid. Um, he's a DH. No, he's an outfielder. Yeah. No, he's a DH. No, he's an outfielder. Mm-mm. He's an outfielder. Okay, so... <laughs> no, You're right. Let's back up. Okay, let's say Stanton is a DH. Who's going to be your third guy that you want to plug into this equation and make it even more of a bloodbath? You're going to put Brett Gardner in there? Um, do you really want to put Brett Gardner in there, Nate? Do you? Do you want to put Brett Gardner in that equation? I think I saw someone's comment that I liked. That must have been buried in the bloodbath of Jackie Bradley Boston and Aaron Hicks are pretty much a wash. 
No, um, I think they. I think I saw where they sit, which I agreed with that they're both underrated, and yeah, I would. I would agree with that on both ends. But overall, I mean, come on, it's a bloodbath. Nah, I'm taking the dingers, baby. I'm taking the home runs. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> All I day. would. I would have had. I. You're a ration, rationally minded fellow. I thought you would have, like, been able to at least just own up to the fact that negative, negative. Just not when you attack my squad. Better outfield. Pinstripe pride. I'm saying it with a Yankee shirt on right now. Well, that's fine because you know what shirt I'm no. wearing right now. The 2018 World Series champions shirt. I'm hang up. Long sleeve. Shout out, majestic. I mean, this is just. Brutal. I'm cool with it. I'll take the one with the MVP. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe the one that won the 2018 World Series. Man, even as a Yankees fan, I can choose the Sox outfielder. Um, what else? Give it a few years, my guy. You'll see. Uh, I will see nothing. You will. You'll see a lot. What is what is a few years gonna do? Stanton's not gonna not even gonna be there in a few years. He's yeah, getting, he, no, he's getting shipped out to clear up space, and you know nah, that. Not you absolutely know that they're they're talking about it this off season. Could he potentially be a trade chip? No, no one's talking about that. Uh, that is just a bunch of speculation stuff that you don't like anyway. You're falling into the trap. I'm not. It's a legitimate like proposition like if you're trying to bring in these like machado and harper because i know those are two guys that you would just love to bring on to your organization like you're not you're gonna have to do something with this guy because he's just i i don't know i'm i'm just dumbfounded right now i i can't even i can't even process no give it time i can't even think straight right now because of the fact that you 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 chose that outfield Give it time. Aaron Judge will be the f- the face of baseball in a few years. Give it time. Um. All right, I'm gonna wrap this thing up. I can't. I can't do this anymore. All right. Well, as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week with some more team coverage and, uh, as I've mentioned on here before, our new favorite segment: best and worst. Well, uh, Nate and I'll decide once we hop off here what we're going to do for that. Uh, but in the meantime, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? Mr. George Brett, number five. Not bad, not bad. Room for improvement, but not bad. Also, yeah. while I'm thinking of it, tough. while I'm thinking of it, we've got the black friday slash cyber monday deal going on right now with the shop you can save 30 percent off your entire order with promo code dtd30 at the shop and that's shop.dtdbaseball.com like i've said on here before we've got shirts hoodies crewnecks phone cases decals and more so take full advantage of the 30 percent off discount go to the shop grab some merch and rep the brand We love you all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until then, stay filthy. What the f***ing time you to take? You take! Don't tell me you don't see it!